Hello, welcome to Intuitive, a podcast. I am Amy Lee, and I am happy that you are here with me today, where we're going to talk about how to heal the mistrust of self and create a relationship with your intuition. There are so many times where we don't trust ourselves. We do not trust our intuition. And I see where when we commit ourselves and dedicate a practice to starting to learn more about how our intuition speaks to us, what it feels like, what it sounds like, that we listen to it. And in that listening is where we start to recognize we can trust it. We start to act on those little whispers. We start to really show ourselves that actually we can because we've all experienced times our intuition spoke to us. And maybe at first we didn't know what it was. Maybe we thought it was just fear. Maybe we mistook it for an untruth and we chose not to listen to it, let alone even to act on it. Then there are times that all of us have listened to that little nudge, to the inner voice. Um, We've allowed our gut, the visions, the knowingness that we have to lead the way. Often, we do not trust ourselves because of the times we didn't listen to it, those times where we might have felt the nudge, we might have known that something was off, but we still didn't trust it or act on it. And what can happen at that is that sometimes we judge ourselves and push our intuition further away because of that self-judgment and because of that mistrust of self. This can create a downward spiral on our self-trust, and also negative self-talk. So this is where you might find yourself saying, why didn't I know that? I should have listened to myself. I should have done this and that. And there's this negative self-talk that starts to happen. Well, if you think of your intuition as like your best friend, think about how you would respond to your best friend if she or he came to you saying, I didn't do this. You know, would you would you sit there and talk to them the same way that you speak to yourself? Probably not. So what if we started to speak to ourselves as we are our best friends? We start to speak to our intuition, that internal compass inside of us, that really intelligent, wise soul that we are. What if we treated ourselves just like we would treat our best friend? So those times that self-trust and negative talk, um, the antidote really is to start to listen and create and cultivate a relationship that's compassionate and kind. However, what we didn't realize in all those times that we did not listen, it really did provide a profound gift. Those times showed us what our intuition uniquely sounds like, feels like, looks like to each and every one of us. And it can be completely different. It's a very personal, intimate experience because, again, it's a relationship. It's a relationship with self. It's a relationship with your own energy. It's your relationship with your own internal terrain. And getting to know yourself is very unique. Every time it spoke to you, every time your intuition spoke to you, Regardless of if it's acted on or not, whether you listen to it or not, it was part of your journey. And this is that gift. It was part of your journey. So part of learning the language of your soul and owning your unique intuition. In creating and tending to a deep relationship with our intuition, the doubt and fear dissipates. It starts to evaporate into thin air. 
And instead of, in retrospect, wishing that we had made a different choice, we are able to more in the moment act on our intuition without needing any intellectual reasoning or proof. So we start to just allow it to be like breathing, where we don't have that doubt. Now, this is really a skill. And with like just like with any skill, it requires practice and it requires patience. Um, it is a relationship that you're building. It's like a muscle almost where you're building that muscle. You're learning a new language, which takes dedication and encouraging self-talk. It requires compassion and the willingness to be the observer and just to notice what you notice. That neutral space of the observer and just going into something with the neutral eye being the observer, noticing what you notice, gives you space to actually notice it. <laughs> if if we go into something with so much effort, with so much resistance, we're creating a tension within ourselves, a stress within ourselves that makes it really difficult to see, connect, and act on the intuition, the information that's coming forward to us. So our ability to know what our intuition is and how it speaks to us, how to interpret the messages and act on what we become aware of is the shift from living in fear and disconnect to living with love, certainty, and empowerment. I do see self-trust is the antidote to fear, and we need that in our lives. It is such a fear-driven um, world in a lot of ways. We get stuck in fear, the what-ifs, you know, and the future and all of those things. But if we can be present and in the moment and trusting ourselves, then we are connected. We're connected to ourselves, to the God of our heart, to our wisdom, to our intuition. And again, that is where the love, certainty, and empowerment lives. And this is when we are truly free and we're living a spiritual, intuitive life. Okay, so with that, how to heal the mistrust of self and create a solid relationship with your intuition? Well, there's four steps that I want to go over with you. The first one is simply to journal, to write down a list of all the times you can think of when your intuition spoke to you and you didn't listen. Notice what comes forward as you explore the past, what was present to make you doubt yourself. How did your intuition speak to you? Did it speak to you in different ways given the situation? So you're going to look for any patterns. And when I say how did your intuition speak to you, different situations will bring up a different response. Sometimes our intuition can come forward with visions or just a really clear knowing without any intellectual reasoning. Sometimes our intuition speaks to us through that gut feeling. So there's different ways that it can present itself. And as you start to reflect back on those times when your intuition spoke to you, then you start to look at the pattern. You start to get to know it. You are understanding it more. You are remembering how it felt or what it sounded like. And it's a way for you to become more familiar with it. You're learning that language. So you can journal for just a moment um, or as long as you'd like. You can press pause if you'd like and journal on the times you did listen 
and that you did take action on your intuition, what was happening in those times? What did it feel like? What were the circumstances? Uh, What made it different from the times that you didn't listen? Look for any patterns because in those patterns, that's where a lot of the core energies, the core programming, the belief systems, that's where it lies. So if you start to notice that it's around you don't listen to your intuition or act on it when it has to do with a relationship that you're in. Maybe there's a programming or an energy that gets in your space that makes it very challenging for you to stay connected to that. It's a disempowering experience. So as you start to look at this and journal on it, different uh, awareness will start to come forward. And even just your awareness on it creates a healing in a way. It starts you down that road of further healing and releasing and letting go, whatever it is that hinders and keeps you in this bound um, place of not trusting yourself. Okay, so the second is to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is so healing. So what I would want you to do is see that you did the best job You did the best that you could given the information you had at that time and where you were at. So what I mean by that is in this moment, you have just as much information as you have right now. And and that sounds so simple, but it's true. So now in a year from now, you will have that much more information, that much more learning, that much more wisdom, that much more experience that you've had between today and in one year. So in those times where you didn't listen to yourself, let's say, and you're holding yourself hostage to that with mistrust and so forth, negative talk, it's just recognizing and forgiving yourself in that you did the best that you did. The information that you had at that moment was was all you had to make that information or that make that decision with. So that's why hindsight is 2020 for a reason. They say hindsight is 2020. Well, because now at that point where you're looking back, let's say in a year, you're looking back at today, you have that much more information. So the decision that you would make today might look different than the decision that you would make in a year from now. So you have had so much learning and growth since that time, and if the situation presented itself now, you would most likely incorporate the learning and lessons. Just as in looking back, you can now see more options of what you could have done. And this, my friend, is how we grow. It is a gift. So forgive yourself. The third step is to find gratitude. So those times allowed you to know what your intuition is. It was informing you and creating a bridge between you and your intuition. You can thank your intuition, thank yourself and the circumstance for the lesson and the wisdom, even if it was very challenging experience. You can find wisdom to grow within the experience. It's a choice. Either we choose to grow and and learn from our experiences, or we choose to stay stuck in them. And this is actually really empowering because it is a choice. When we start to become aware of these things that we're holding ourselves bound to, then that awareness, with that awareness, we now have choice. Choice to either change 
or choice to stay where we are. So you can choose through gratitude to find the wisdom, to find the growth within the experiences. And now find gratitude for the times that you did listen and take action on your intuition. Just really validate yourself for a moment on all of those times that you listened to your intuition, no matter how small or big it was. I know that there are so many times that my intuition has spoken to me in very minute ways. Um, Like my, I remember not long ago, I was laying in bed about to go to sleep and my intuition just said, go look outside, go look out in the front. And I did reluctantly because it was cold. And I looked out and my car light in my car was on. So had I not gotten up in the morning, my car battery would have been dead and so forth. And I wouldn't have been able to drive. So little things like that to me are huge because they can be life-changing. It might seem really small and insignificant, but when your intuition speaks to you and you get those little nudges, I encourage you to act on them and just see what happens. There's other times where our intuition can be speaking to us around huge things. And um, there are plenty of examples for that, I'm sure, that we all have that we're very thankful for when we listen to them. One of them that I know... I am very thankful for is how I came to be in this world of intuition and meditation and energy work, which was in my early 20s. I lived in Walnut Creek, California, and I was at a point in my life where I knew I needed some help. I was very sensitive to energy and so forth. And so I actually looked up a counselor. I I knew I just needed to talk to somebody. I needed to sort out what was happening in my space. That counselor What happened was I looked online. I had no idea where to begin or where to start. So I looked online and I was going through and I saw all these different pictures of different counselors. And I saw one and it was like her, it was almost as if the image just popped up out of the, out of the screen at me. And I was very clear that that was the counselor that I was to go to. My intuition was so strong on that. So I reached out to her and had a few appointments with her and about three appointments in, she shared with me how I really would benefit from going to this meditation class. And I was really into that stuff already. I was very fascinated with um, intuition and all of the things. So I said yes, and I went. And that was when I went to Intuitive Way for the first time. And I met David and Ann Pierce, who have been my teachers, my dear friends, um, just such amazing support and such incredible people in my life for about almost 20 years now. And my learning there brought me into myself. It brought me into all of this work. It led me into a lifelong, almost 20 years of doing this work, of practicing in my own personal practice, and of teaching it. So I am so thankful for them, and I'm so thankful for that counselor. And had I chose another counselor, my whole life trajectory could have been quite different, although I do believe somehow I would have found intuitive way. But I still am very thankful for those times I did listen to my intuition. So what are some times that you did? Like, what what are some of the main times that light up for you where maybe you listened to it and it was small and seems insignificant if you were to share it to somebody? Although, I don't know. I think that a lot of people are fascinated with this. 
but you know are really um, actually quite life-altering and very supportive of you. And you can just feel into what did it feel like? What did it sound like? And just find that gratitude for your capability, for that inner guidance that you have. Okay, and number four, fall in love. So you're going to love yourself up. Fall in love with your intuition and make a commitment to create a healthy, loving, uh, compassionate relationship in which you communicate daily with your intuition, with yourself. It's all about self-awareness. It's about being able to hold a neutral space, not judge yourself or others, which always, uh, it's an internal job first. And however much we don't judge ourselves and can find compassion for ourselves, that's typically how much we can give to others. So fall in love with yourself. Um, you can communicate daily, fostering that trust and awareness and empowerment and really vow to have yourself be your guide. You are your own guide. You have your own answers and allow your intuition to lead the way. Trust that. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't need support and we don't need other people and or the God of our heart. I mean, it is co-creating with the God of our heart. It is it is um, trusting ourselves, connecting in and centering with ourselves so that we are connected to intuition and and the God of our heart and uh, have so much magic really at our fingertips, have so much peace and calmness that we can create within a space that maybe is a whirlwind around us. And it doesn't mean that it eliminates that whirlwind in any way. It just means that how we're engaging with that whirlwind, how we are interacting with it and responding to it is very different. Our, our space is centered, grounded, and we feel more empowered, which is super important. So you are, my friend, a very capable being. And when you activate this part of you, when you activate your intuition even more, when you develop it, when you listen to it and partner with it and create a relationship with it, that really is where magic happens. You are the driver in, you're in the driver's seat of your life. That's really what it is. You are in the driver's seat of your life. You're leading yourself with certainty, empowerment, and joy when you do so. So I hope this was helpful for you. Again, those four places, the journal, uh, forgive yourself, find gratitude, and then fall in love. Those four steps can help you to start to shift that mistrust of self and to create a solid relationship with your intuition. I hope you find this helpful. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much. And please, if you have any questions, comment. You can share this, of course. And please like and subscribe. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.